thing again by myself tonight like I've said before it's hard to get everybody together to do more than one episode a week I suppose we could do it but uh, this thing's a hobby you know and we don't want to make the hobby too much work so if I want to play with the equipment at any other time I sit down and record a bonus episode if I can keep the dog from barking. So I, I think I mentioned on my last bonus episode that I did, I have uh, two dogs. One's a German Shepherd. The other is a mix between like a German Shepherd. and They told us some kind of a lab. And they're, and they're good dogs. They're nice dogs. A couple issues. The one, especially before we moved, the German Shepherd would go was outside for a long period of time. She was an inside dog, then she was an outside dog. Now she's back as an inside dog. And there would be times that this German shepherd would, uh, I'd put her outside at night, and we had a lot of coyotes around the, around the old house. We have a lot of them around this house too. But um, whenever the coyotes would take off doing their, rant whatever their you know their evening song and dance of course it would drive the german shepherd nuts and sometimes it wasn't even coyotes it was just something she heard in the woods something that was making her decide it was time to uh basically raise hell and uh she'd start barking and i would make the mistake of thinking okay this will last for maybe five minutes since you'll stop and it would go on for sometimes over an hour, just constant barking at the top of her lungs. And when you're laying there, and even if you're not trying to go to sleep, but you're just laying there and a dog continues to bark like there's no tomorrow, man, does that get on the old nerves. <laughs> so I came in here to the studio tonight, thought I'm going to, Play around with the podcast equipment. We're going to do us a little uh, little bonus episode here. Talk about a few things. And of course, I've got her tied outside this evening. And she decides, let's go on an hour-long rant. But uh, I, think I've, uh, I think I've got her calmed down. I do have some other issues with these dogs. And maybe somebody can tell me what I'm doing wrong. I didn't have this issue with them at the other house. The house I live in now is a split level. And they have decided that the downstairs area is where they will go to the bathroom. Now, they are capable of holding it all day long, and they will if you block off the downstairs. They won't go upstairs unless it's an extreme emergency and they have an accident. But if they can somehow jump the gate or I forget to put the gate back, they will just go downstairs like they think it's outside, and no amount of correction will stop them from doing that. And I'm just about to pull my hair out to the point where you come home, you see that I forgot to block the downstairs, and I know what's waiting on me downstairs. And it is 
Oh, you talk about maddening. That, that, that really makes a person uh, want to pull their hair out. So I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but you know maybe somebody can clue me in as, as to what's happening. Also, I'm guessing if you're listening to a bonus episode, you're probably you know pretty pretty dedicated to the show. We did have quite the spike in numbers after our last episode that we just uh, well let me see if you're hearing this. It's not the last episode that that came out. It was the one before that, the one about all the um, sexual abuse in 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 certain churches. Um, we had a spike after that one, but that's pretty sensitive content. And that's let's be honest that when you see something like that, it grabs your attention, especially if you have a church background, like a lot of our listeners do. But uh, if you are listening to a bonus episode, I'm guessing you're probably a fairly dedicated fan. And uh, so my question to you is, do you like the audio-only format, or do you want us to go back to the video format along with the audio podcast? I tried the video thing for a while, and it um, first few times... We did okay. Um, one of those was we, we did our conservative holiness movement episode, uh, which there's been some developments in that. And I'll, I don't know if I should get into it here or I should wait and get into it with the rest of the the rest of the cast. Um, I'll probably just wait to really cover that with them because I know they'll want to weigh in on it as well. But <clears throat> we did a video with that episode, and it really did well. Uh, but I noticed a heavy decline in the video views after the fact, you know, after that episode and it just declined from there. Um, the audio format does well, but the video thing just didn't seem to take off. So I just quit focusing on it. Um, because it is a lot of extra editing. You, it's, it's harder to edit video than it is audio. And, um, you know, there's more time involved. So I just cut it out. But if it's something that you think should be incorpor- incorporated back into the show, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that for sure. John Hopkins told me that uh, he prefers watching something. And, and my thoughts were, were always, well, it's just us talking. You know, you don't have to see a person's face to listen to them. But some people, including John, they enjoy being able to see the facial expressions and and all the little nuances that go into a, um, you know, a conversation. Speaking of the word nuances, if you watched the uh, this watched or listened to the Sanjay Gupta interview with Joe Rogan, uh, a very fun drinking game is every time that. Sanjay Gupta said nuance, uh, take a shot, and I guarantee you'll be in the hospital before the episode's over. <laughs> oh, boy. That was quite the episode. And that's actually what I, I wanted to talk about. That. Oh, by the way, before we get into that, let me go here to my, let's go here to our little, go to Facebook. Uh, where was it at? Oh, here it is. <laughs> Got some comments from, uh, my brother-in-law, I saw that the inbox for Hillbilly Broadcast on Facebook was blowing up, and here it was uh, 
my brother-in-law, uh, Mr. John Rigsby. <laughs> Evidently he likes us. <laughs> Thank you, John, by the way. Uh, and he posted, we demand more content. Hashtag let's go Braden, which I'm assuming, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but if it was, that, that's very a very clever way to keep Facebook from, you know, to keep from getting in trouble with the algorithm. Uh, I got this comment about, uh, about 20 times about every post. So John, you're demanding more comment or more content. I hear you. And here's your content. <laughs> um, let's get into the Joe Rogan, uh, Sanjay Gupta interview. First of all, with Joe Rogan, I think we need more people like Joe Rogan. Joe is, of course, the top podcast in the country right now and has been for some time. Joe actually signed the contract with Spotify. Was that, I think he went exclusive to Spotify just about a year ago. I think it was September or October was when his episodes started being available exclusively on Spotify. So he's he's the top of the heap. I'd even heard some people or, or had, had read an article or seen a headline that said something to the effect that is Joe Rogan going to be the new Rush Limbaugh? Not that their politics were the same, but that they the, the medium of talk radio or podcasting, which is very closely related to talk radio, is Joe that new driving force in it? And I thought that was a very interesting um, comparison. You know, like I said, Joe, Joe Rogan is not the conservative that Rush Limbaugh was, but he's a very reasonable guy. And I like that. I like that I can listen to somebody that is willing to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to you the guest to try to learn more about the certain topic. And I, I really like that. I, I try to be that way in my own life a lot. I don't have a need to be right all the time. At least I try not to be that way because I think that if I go around with this chip on my shoulder that I'm always right, it, it hurts me in the long run. So if I get into a discussion with somebody and they can prove me wrong, it actually helps me out because even though I'm wrong then, and they challenge me on something, and I have to go back and and research. Okay, what just happened? I try not to make my mind up, uh, you know, during the course of a conversation. I, I don't, I don't try to decide something if somebody comes at me with with uh, real heavy evidence to prove me wrong. I don't really d- decide right then. I like to go back, think about it, research it again myself, and then make a uh, make a determination. So I don't like to make uh, quick decisions about things. But so if somebody can give me evidence to show me that I'm wrong and I go back and I verify that evidence, then it makes me right in the long run because then they have enlightened me. You see? So now I'm on the correct side of the argument. So I enjoy that about Joe Rogan. It's refreshing to see. Um, And it his podcast has influenced me a lot. Oh, man. Uh, the different guests he's turned me on to that, that have podcasts of their own. Like I started listening to uh, Nick DiPaolo because of him. Uh, 
I knew of Ben Shapiro before that, but I I always enjoy the the Ben Shapiro interviews he has on there. I'm trying to think of who else was on there that that I I know there's been a handful of them, but I, they're slipping my mind right now. But anyways, I found out about a, a lot of good guys because of Rogan, the the Weinstein or Weinstein, Brett Weinstein, Stein. I don't know. I I never I'm quite sure how to pronounce his name. Uh, the interviews that that Rogan had with him, uh, Adam Carolla, you had Adam Carolla on there a couple times. Really enjoyed that. Uh, Tim Dillon, Tim Dillon. I started listening to his podcast because of Joe Rogan, and Tim Dillon's also very good. And these are guys that he gets on there that especially that especially guys like uh, Weinstein, even Tim Dillon. These are not conservative guys, but they're very reasonable guys. They're not hardliners, and I like that. In fact, I I prefer that over somebody that toes the party line for conservatives. Give me somebody that will think about what's being said to them. Give me somebody that has an open mind, and I can relate to that person much more than somebody that just no matter what evidence they're shown, they will never buck the conservative way of thinking. I think your ideas should be able to withstand pushback, which is one of the issues that I have with the conservative holiness church. They don't, they don't appreciate, I'm generalizing here, but they don't necessarily appreciate pushback. They're, they're not a fan of that. That's not all of them. And we'll get into this probably in later episodes. I do want to say there was a guy that I just listened to his sermon and he talked about how there, there should be room for disagreement in the holiness movement. And, and I like this guy. He's a holiness preacher. Uh, David, um, David, uh, what was his name? Gee whiz, his brother uh, is the outgoing president of Hope Sound Bible College, the one we just talked about that was on Dateline. David Stetler, that's who it was. And I think there needs to be more guys in the conservative holiness movement with the same mindset that David Stetler has. So anyways, that's a roundabout way to get to this here, this Joe Rogan episode. So he had Sanjay Gupta on. I knew of Sanjay Gupta, uh, of course, knowing that he was tied to CNN. And here was a flaw of mine. When I heard that, when, when I seen, because I listened to Rogan on a very regular basis, when I opened up the Spotify app and I seen that Sanjay Gupta was on there, my first response was, oh, good Lord, here's a CNN mouthpiece. You know, and we're going to get on there and it's just going to be all this uh, propaganda from CNN. And we all know which way CNN leans. And um, then I started hearing news articles and stuff about how Joe pushed back against him and didn't just go along. Because there are times Joe, Joe doesn't do really hostile interviews. I've only seen one or two where he really got hostile with somebody. It's just not his thing, and it, it makes for better conversation. You know, a hostile interview doesn't do a whole lot of good. So, But Joe Rogan has the this ability to be able to push back against somebody um, without being really hostile. So I heard that he had pushed back against Sanjay Gupta about the whole CNN thing and about how they uh, were saying that Joe Rogan got COVID and was taking horse medicine, which was – a bunch of baloney, and, and we all knew that. Um, 
so I saw that that it wasn't just going to be a, a an interview with unchallenged CNN propaganda. So I thought, okay, let me listen to it. And I once I started listening to it, I realized Sanjay Gupta's a fairly likable guy. And when he's sitting talking to Joe Rogan, he seemed very uh, fairly reasonable, and and not extremely reasonable, but but he he wasn't. He didn't seem like the devil incarnate. You know what I mean? Which is, and it's a totally a fault of mine. But that's what I, <laughs> I assume somebody from CNN is not going to be overly smart. And that's the wrong way of putting it. I don't, I don't mean that. They're very smart people. They're not going to be overly open-minded, maybe is what I need to say. They're going to toe the party line. And Sanjay Gupta did that, but you could also see that the uh, he was weak on some of the arguments. There was definitely some give and take. I realized that Sanjay was a, I think if you get him in a bar and sit down with him or you get him in a restaurant, maybe it's a better way of saying it. <laughs> you know, you sit down, you just have a conversation that's not on record. He seems like a reasonable guy. Now, he did have to do the defense of CNN, and I'll play a clip. I'll play some clips here from the interview and show you what it was like. But uh, overall, seemed like a likable guy. Actually, let's go ahead and, and just get into this. Let, let me play a little bit of, of uh, the Joe Rogan exchange. So for you, Joe Rogan, yes, I would say you've had it. Yes. So now get one shot of the vaccine. No. Why not? Because I have better immunity than I would if I was vaccinated. We, so, right? Yes. Don't I? I think your immunity is really good. So why, if I've already gotten through COVID and I was really only sick for a day, and then five days later I was negative, I, and I do have the natural antibodies now, why would I take a chance in getting vaccinated on top of that? By the way, I'm glad you're, you're, you're better. I'm Thank glad you. it only lasted a day. You're probably really the only am. one at CNN that's glad. No. <laughs> And see, what Joe Rogan's going off of here is a study that came out of Israel. I don't know the specifics of it, but they referenced it several times during the podcast that somebody, according to this study, that somebody that has gotten COVID and recovered from it is, uh, I forget the exact terminology, but like six to 13 times more protected from getting a reinfection of the virus than, than somebody that is uh, just vaccinated. So if somebody gets over it, they are supposedly, according to this study, safer because of the natural immunity that they've built up to it than somebody that gets the vaccine. So that's where uh, Rogan's coming from with this. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the rest of them are all lying about me taking Hork's medication. <laughs> we should talk about that. That bothered you. It should bother you, too. They're well, lying I, at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs for it, veterinary. It, calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie on a news network, it, it, and it's a lie that's a willing... That's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah, they're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? 
What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Stop taking this stuff or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel the, Prize. The Nobel Prize in 2015. 15, yeah. Yeah, no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie and say that's horse dewormer? I can afford people medicine, mother. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is th but don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know. I was glad to see somebody push back against CNN because a lot of times in this political situation we have going here, this all takes place just on cable channels or talk radio or something like that. You know, so it was nice to see somebody actually confront a representative from CNN over this stuff. And they did. They flat out misrepresented what Joe Rogan was taking. And he listed, when he announced he had COVID, he listed the things he was taking to try to fight this. And, and he said in the past, he said, I basically threw the kitchen sink at it. You know, he, he, he was on ivermectin, also the... Um, uh, I forget how, I'm not sure how you say it, monoclonal antibodies, I think is how, how it's said. Uh, he was on that. There, there was a list of different things that he said he was he was on to try to, to try to beat this thing, and he beat it fairly quickly. And I, I urge you, if you have the time, uh, go to Spotify and listen to the whole to the whole interview. It's like three hours long, but it's it's very good. But it was nice to see uh, him push back against this. Know that they know that I took medicine. Like here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it with right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I, do see, you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like, I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I want that that's to, a problem that your news network was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't Dude. I mean, what did they say? They lied what did and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch horse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way but, more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no no two, no, no, two no, things no. On you, the have to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that <laughs> no this is basically what, and, and Sanjay finally admits it, and, and we may have already seen this, but, you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have phrased it that way. And um, actually, let's see if we can pull up. I know they did some, I know there was some kickback to Sanjay Gupta about this too. For one, there was the view. Here we go. Rogan's interview with Dr. Gupta changed minds on vaccinations, question mark. Ooh, there's a part one and part two. Won't this be wonderful? <laughs> uh, let's listen in a little bit of this. Let's see what they're saying. Dr. Sanjay. This is a view, by the way. Gupta from CNN. He made an effort to speak directly to people who are still too thick-headed to listen to science and get the damn shot. What did he do? He sat down with one of the most outspoken and popular. Okay, so this whole, th listen to science and get the shot. <sighs> We do know that in the past, and I'm not against vaccine. I want to make that very clear. Obviously, I'm not posting this episode of the podcast 
onto YouTube or Facebook, not, not in video form, because they don't like these kind of conversations to go on, which is alarming to me. It still doesn't make me anti-vax, but it just it bothers me when you can't have a conversation about something. When the powers that be, which in this case are private companies, they censor any conversation about it. So let's just get that straight. I'm not anti-vax, but I like to be informed. But we do know that in the past, the FDA has approved things that were not safe. And if you listen to another interview that Rogan did just the other day with Alex Berenson, uh, they talk about that. There was this drug called, let's see if I can find the name of it. Uh, here it is, Viox. Viox, and this was manufactured by Merck. And so anyways, Alex Berenson covers, talks about this in, the, in his episode with Rogan. And I, I've got it pulled up right here. Uh, here's a, a headline that where Merck settles the Viox lawsuits for $4.85 billion. And if I remember correctly, Alex said in his interview that the FDA estimates that Viox was responsible for the deaths of 50,000 people. So we know that we know that there have been things in the past because of this that have been FDA approved that weren't exactly safe. So this whole thing of denying science and uh, you know getting the go get the shot and all this, that and the other, I, I don't really I don't go for that argument. There's to me, there's nothing wrong with checking your information. Let's go ahead and let's, let's hear more here from, from uh, Joy Behar. Unfortunately, vaccine skeptics, Joe Rogan, watch. I still think it'd be better not to get the virus. I think it'd be better to get the virus and recover and have amazing immunity to but it. What, like, Wouldn't I, it be? Well, you could get sick, though. You know what I think you should do? I think okay, they're going on here and playing a long clip from the episode, so let's get back to uh, them yakking about it. I'll get one shot of the vaccine. No. Yes, let's listen to a radio talk show host instead of a scientist and a doctor. So, um, you know, clearly... First of all, he's not a radio talk show host. <laughs> all right, anyways. Dr. Gupta did not change Joe Rogan's mind. So, uh, But you know what? You think that, do you think an interview like that, where he goes on his turf and speaks to Rogan's constituency, do you think that that would work? I don't know, Joy, but she, he's got 200 million listeners a month. What? So, yes, yes, he does. He's the number one rated podcast oh on God. Spotify. Yes. And so even... You think about that, 200 million listeners a month. I remember when he was still on YouTube and you could see the numbers that he was putting up, especially with his high-profile guests. He would get like Alex Jones, um, you know, some, some of the other ones that, were, that people really wanted to listen to because they were, uh, quote... Uh, controversial that were like you know supposed controversial uh, controversial guests or whatever sometimes his numbers would reach 12 and 15 million for one episode that is way more than any cable uh tv news program that i'm aware of i believe hannity is one of the biggest cable tv like political commentators and let's actually see what hannity gets Okay, right here on Forbes says that Hannity, this was in August of this year, Hannity's ratings 
uh, an audience of 5.221 million. So Rogan was blowing away one of the highest rated news commentating shows uh, in the country. So Rogan has a humongous audience. Even if it's 0.001 that Sanjay uh, was able to change the mind yeah. of, it's, it's a significant number. And I give them both kudos because a lot of times I feel people go to outlets that they, where they don't agree to pick fights and become clickbait. I yep. think people come to this show to pick fights with us and then sell more books or sell more, you know, get more viewers. They had a very civil conversation that lasted three hours. Yeah. And, uh, and three hours for a, a Joe Rogan episode is not abnormal. <laughs> That's one of the strange things about Rogan's podcast because in this era of TikTok videos, you know, and 22nd pieces of media, Rogan will go for three hours and sometimes more, and he's the highest rated podcast in the nation. And I think it was very honest, and I think it's important to get insight onto what some of these people that we yep. disagree with on the vaxxers are thinking and why they are... He's so, so arrogant. So, but, uh, this no, but, is what it is. Shut up. But no, 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 no. Uh, Isn't that uh, maybe the pot calling the kettle black there, Joy? <laughs> to your point, Anna... <laughs> Joe, I know Joe Rogan because we do, we did stand yeah. up. You together know him? Like, yes, I know Joe. Oh, is it comedian? Well. Yeah, he's a comic. He's a stand up oh, that's comic. Be, yeah, and, oh. and to your so point. So we're not supposed to take him seriously. No, no, no. Not, he's a very smart man. And 200 million listeners, there's a lot of people who feel the way that Joe Rogan does. So and we I are supposed to take him seriously. No. Can I say the guts on this lady? Sherry Shepard. I've, I've actually, I don't know that I've seen anything from her. Uh, that's. That takes some guts to say something like that about Joe Rogan on The View. <laughs> well, if you don't agree, well, that's why you listen to him and Sanjay, because they had a very respectful what is discourse. Just because he's a comedian doesn't mean you don't take him seriously. But I'm wondering if he's I joking about his stance. No, no, he's not joking so. at all. No, no, no he's, he's not serious. joking on his podcast. He's very serious. And I love that Sanjay Gupta went on there, because if you don't... That's not necessarily true, no. A lot of the things that Joe said during, during his episode with Sanjay was, was joking. He joked around about the saying that everybody should go get COVID. <laughs> you know, you could tell he was joking about some of those things. And the thing is, too, Joe Rogan will think out loud sometimes. I do the same thing. If you're having a conversation with somebody, you know, you spitball a little bit. You throw out something. Say your ideas. You know, just things that are rattling around in your head. Trump did the same thing. Remember when they tried to... Uh, say that he was telling people to put bleach in their veins or something like that? No, sometimes you just think out loud. Don't go on there and just talk to somebody you disagree with. Then we would never have any kind of See, discourse. I, I, we don't have conversations. We don't have a days. conversation. I, I don't think it's about... Um, Sanjay said he went there to understand his thinking. Right. Yes. I love Sanjay. We work together. We used to do these medical legal segments on CNN. Sanjay is a brilliant man. I'm not so interested in understanding the Trump mind. I'm not so interested in understanding the anti-vax mind because I'm not interested in understanding crazy. But like, I don't think... Wow. That says a lot right there. That's what happens when you don't have discourse. When you don't have an open mind, this is the kind of statement you make. She just said... I mean, we could take from what she's saying right there that she doesn't understand because she said she has no interest in understanding. So she does not get at all where somebody like me would be coming from.
because I don't blindly take everything that's told me as fact. She's got no interest in understanding why. So she can't properly represent anybody that disagrees with her because she makes no effort, admittedly, I think I could safely say, she makes no effort to try to understand their point of view. That's not reasonable. That's not reasonable at all. You can't make sense. There's the clapping seals. All right, that's about enough of that. Anyways, if you get a chance, go listen to it. It was a very good interview. I think it was very informative. There were some areas too, especially with when they were discussing the vaccination of kids that were concerning because Rogan is admittedly not a super or not a formally educated man. I think he did go to college. I don't know what for. I don't know if he finished. You know, his career has been in stand-up comedy and uh, TV, uh, sports commentating, stuff like that. So you have a guy that is not superly or how do I need to say that? Super formally educated. And he had the doctor on the ropes several times, especially when it came to the vaccination of kids. Um, it was a very interesting interview. I don't know where we're at with this thing. I'm not against it. I don't think you should be forced to take it. I really don't. I don't believe that at all. That's, that's, not, that's, that's not good at all especially when we don't know the long-term effects of this thing. There's no possible way to know the long-term effects until a long-term has expired. And that's not the case, and the good doctor even admitted to that on the show. Anyways, that's all I got for tonight. This, this actually went kind of long. I'm used to coming in here and busting out like 12 minutes and <laughs> shutting it down when it's just me. But anyhow, uh, don't forget, if you like the show... Or if you don't like the show, uh, give us a five-star rating. <laughs> it really helps. I'm not kidding. That actually does make a difference. Give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening to us at. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, uh, or uh, however you want to phrase that, become a supporter of the show, you can do that at anchor.fm slash philsparks. They have a they have three separate options there, uh, $0.99 cents a month, $4.99, or $9.99. We would sure appreciate any of that you can send us a voice message also at that same link if you're there and we're working on a website too uh, just to I, I don't know if that's necessary i'm still learning the whole podcast thing so you know we'll see how that pans out uh but for now you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash sparks we will play it on the show if that's something you decide you want to do you could also send a voice message uh to myself on facebook phil sparks I think you can send a voice message, too, to our podcast page at Hillbilly Broadcast on Facebook. Uh, I am on Twitter, at Phil Sparks Show. That was, that's an old handle from when I was trying to, you know, just doing a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff. But that's my Twitter handle. Uh, I think that's all. Oh, email. Send us an email. Hillbillybroadcast at AOL.com. I love you. The good Lord loves you. Uh, let's, let's keep discourse open. You know what I mean? Let's let's take a lesson. Even the people on my side of the aisle, let's take a lesson from this here. Let's not be afraid to sit down and discuss things with people we disagree with. I have had several occasions over the past few years where I opened up my mind enough to sit down and speak with somebody that I disagree with, just in conversation, not trying to score 
any points with an audience because there was no audience there. It was just us having a good, civilized conversation about things. And I tell you what, I haven't had a bad experience with it yet. I'm sure there's one out there to be had, but I've had a few of those conversations over the past few years and I've enjoyed them. And I tell you what, they will help you out. They'll either show you that you're right or they'll show you that you're wrong or that even if, if you are on the correct side of the argument, your argument needs work. You need to learn more about it. So I encourage, let's keep this going. Let's keep the open discourse going. And uh, I think it's, it's a must for us as a society. All right. I love you all. I'll see you next time.